You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Warning. Thunder Talk contains foul language, adult subject matter, and is intended for mature audiences. Reminisce about the good old days, when movies were rented from video stores, inbreeding was considered a noble tradition, and Russia was always the bad guy. Beth and Kavika weave us through some film and TV talk while Mark and Wheatley take a deeper dive into some premature comic book ads. Dan has some tips on how to score a cheap Christmas tree, and Sexy Thor delivers the latest nerd news with WTLK, The Thunder. Plus a whole lot more wrapped into a format that's perfect for anyone suffering from undiagnosed attention deficit disorder. Lightning Lad, roll the thunder. Thunder Talk. I wonder if I should leave like this 15 seconds in the show. (laughs) And and how we're having like a standoff. The the show is already long enough. You don't need that extra 15 seconds. Uh, Happy New Year, everybody. And welcome to to Thunder Talk. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. The whole gang here. We got Adam. We got Beth. We got Kavika. We got Mark. We got Wheatley. We're all all showing out in 20... 21. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, according to Dan, I'm no longer a recurring guest star. I might be a regular now, so I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. you're regular in our hearts already. Yeah, thank so. you. Yeah, absolutely. You keep me regular. Yeah. Yep. You know, mm. let me tell you about that. I had such an issue the other day that I had to start going to oatmeal in the morning and salads in the afternoon. Like, just, (laughs) I had to get right back. We, You know, you come out of the Christmas, you come out of the holidays, and you're just so, uh, you know, backed up with all those uh, very rich and delicious foods. Oh, my God. Our first first bit is going to be about (laughs) poop, everybody. So appropriate. (laughs) So, I guess, I mean, everybody survived the holidays. I. You know, just uh, yeah, oh, yeah, got through it. Not 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 too many cavities or anything. Good presents. We didn't go to any type of parties key. or anything. We did nothing no, for no. Christmas. No. We did nothing for New Year's. I, we did a Zoom call for New Year's. Dude, that Zoom call was like three and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. get this. We're we're like four hours into the Zoom call. Yeah. It's right. you know, one thirty central. And Dan's just like, you know what? We should just try to get all of the New Year. Because like we kept cel- we, you know, we celebrated East Coast New Year. We yep. celebrated our New Year. And then he wanted and to no, do we celebrated the mountain, mountain time, time. Pacific. We did. You know, oh my saw, God. we did mountain time. We did mountain time. We did yeah, it. Yeah, we till, made it to mountain time. We made it to mountain time. We rang in the mountain time new year. And then I was like, well, fuck it, everybody. Let's just and you called me at 1030 Eastern. So you called me at 930 Central. And we got off the call just after 1 a.m. Central. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not too long after Mountain Time, we were done. We're like, okay, yeah, we're yeah. going to bed. He was like, let's let's bring it all in, all the way to Fuck Alaska, all in Hawaii, Hawaii. And bro. I was like, Fuck I can't do it. <laughs> and then Dan and I were on the phone until 3 a.m. Eastern Time, so we made it to West Coast New Year. We made it to Oof. West Coast. That's right. All of our uh-huh. uh, West Coast Shaolin supporters, we we were there for you. We tang for life. <laughs> if my ass will stay up that late for you, that means I love you, West Coast. 
<laughs> that's right. That's right. This man is. Hey, I'm making him honorary West Coast. Everybody, sexy Thor. He give him. Uh, he's the he's the mayor hmm. of uh, the mayor of San Ysidro, the new mayor of San Ysidro, California. Adam. He Winston. keeps claiming he's a Lakers fan, so I don't know. Oh yeah, he's good. He's in. <laughs> so I I mean I know Wheelie. He didn't join us for a Zoom call because he was busy with his other friends. <laughs> yeah. Um, what what about you, Mark? What what did you do for New Year's Eve? Ron and I, uh, we celebrated the New Year's by having the house to ourselves. So, yeah. hey, oh. Mary. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a very nice uh, New Year's that you know sort of continued uh, after New Year's, and I saw the invite and I was. You know, <laughs> I want to join, but no, we get it, we get <laughs> yeah. it. I, yeah, I was, I was kind of in the zone already. Yeah, Mark, so Mark was um, like, "Uh, I'm kind of in the zone with my partner, or I could hop on this Zoom call with the rest of these jabronis <laughs> and <laughs> listen to whatever dumb shit Dan has to say." <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> hey, no, I'd, I'd, no, I'd make so. the same call. No, I even hit Mark up like around 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was still hey, up. Yeah, I know, I know. That's why I hit you up. <laughs> and, I was, and I was like, hey, we're doing this New Year's thing on the Zoom if you're, you know. But then you know, we talked about Twilight Zone for a minute over the text. Uh, right. You guys are watching right. some of the new Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. Right. We would- I haven't. I, I've seen like the first two episodes, two or three. We watched several of them. But like three, I think. Like the last one we watched was like them in like a spaceship or something like that, which is like episode three. I you know, think. I think three might be the actual minimal definition of several. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, because it's more than a couple. Yeah. So, I mean, at some point we either get to yes. several or a few. No, yeah. it is. That's, yeah, right. I, I'm yeah. so hesitant to try that new series because I have the Blu ray set of the original by Rod Sterling and. You forget just yeah. how much that show was Rod Sterling's show, so it's like I'm hard to, as much as I admire Jordan Peele, it's like, I don't know, man. You unlock this door with the key of imagination. Beyond it is another dimension. A dimension of sound. A dimension of sight. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas. You've just crossed over into the Twilight Zone. Yeah, but Jordan Peele, man, he just... As a director, he knows how to put like a creepy vibe into things. Like he's like almost like a new Hitchcock in some ways in some of his new movies. I mean, he's just has a really different cinematic eye and then tells a super creepy story, you know, some but it's not usually like too bloods and gutsy where you're like, "Oh, this is just uh what is it? Um not disaster porn. I was thinking it, torture, uh, porn. torture porn or torture porn. Yeah. You, you know, like, cause like there, there's a whole group of like horror movies that are like that. And I think he does more, uh, a better job of like thinking of like ones that are intellectual. And, and then he brings about like, you know, some of the problems that we have in, you know, current society, how we're still fighting some of the same battles, like with racism and stuff. And he does a good job of incorporating, those type of stories together. So I don't know. I like him. Yeah. I think that his, his movies are probably better than some of the outings. Well, the the thing with the twilight zone, you know, I, I've watched like two episodes and I didn't think that I wasn't really impressed with either one. 
And I'm not exactly sure if he directed or wrote them. I would have to probably look again at the credits. But I don't know. I think Rod Serling... I mean, I agree with you. I agree with everything that you said about he has a a cinematic eye and, you know, uh, how he tells a story movie-wise. But I don't know. Something about this Twilight Zone, you know, I keep waiting for the twist and the twist never comes. And uh, that was, you know, that was the Rod Serling specialty. Now with, you know, of course, Get Out and uh, the other Uh, movie, which I can't, you know. Yeah. I'm sorry. Us. That was the name of the movie. The second is a second film. Us. Yeah. Right, right, right. I mean, those both of those movies had I felt had a really good twist that I'm like, oh snap, I didn't see that coming. You know? The other thing that's kind of weird about the show is that I feel like he's sort of doing an imitation of Rod Serling, you know, yeah. as the host. I, I, I get that. <laughs> and I'm like, no. They tried doing a nineteen late eight nineteen eighties version of Twilight Zone. I remember that. Yeah, and, it, then, uh, and that host had the same problem. Like you're not Rod Sterling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. right. exactly. Yeah, I, mean, I remember the eighties one. It was a big deal. Uh, at least in our household. Right. Yeah, you're okay. It was big. It's like, hey, everybody, get around. It's a new, new, new Twilight Zone, and it was just another eight. It was a, another eighties formulaic. Uh, you know, attempted something that they didn't know how to write. They all grew up. They all grew up watching it. But when it came time to write it, they they just fell pretty flat. I, I like the '90s version of The Outer Limits better than I like this. Uh, wow. This version this current, of the Twilight. I remember the '90s yes. Outer Limits. I totally remember the <laughs> '90s Outer Limits. Oh my god, yeah. that was that. Yeah, that was on Showtime, so they could push the envelope. Yeah, I remember the original Outer Limits. I love the the uh, do not adjust or uh, do, do not, not adjust your, t- your vertical set. or horizontal. We have taken control because people they were afraid people were going to get up and literally screw around <laughs> with the vertical and horizontal knobs on their television. You remember that uh, at least from the early seasons. Gosh, and you'd see, whenever oh, I hear yeah. that, what is it like an oscilloscope or what is it they're looking at? Uh, yeah. Maybe that's totally the wrong word for what I'm talking about. But you know, the old radar when you're watching a movie and it's a green glass screen with dots and blips and waves and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I well, j- just whenever I hear that intro, and you might have to insert that intro in for our listeners. There is nothing wrong with your television set. Do not attempt to adjust the picture. We are controlling transmission. If we wish to make it louder, we will bring up the volume. If we wish to make it softer, we will tune it to a whisper. We will control the horizontal. We will control the vertical. We can roll the image, make it flutter. We can change the focus to a soft blur or sharpen it to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit quietly and we will control all that you see and hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your television set. You are about to participate in a great adventure. You are about to experience the awe and mystery which reaches from the inner mind to the outer limits. It it just almost takes me back to, you know, being a kid, you know, staying up late at night. In, in, In my, like... Trying to make it just like loud enough that I could hear, but not too loud. That's finally because your parents would come in and they're going to be pissed. (laughs) 
Get your, get and, your and fucking ass I, to bed. I, but I'm watching this something really creepy at like 11 p.m. at night. Right. And, right. you know, so <laughs> I, that was very yeah. formative for me, that kind of television. I yeah. mean, some of the my favorite television was late night television whenever I wasn't supposed to be watching it kind right. of thing. And it was directed towards adults, you know, or I had Cinemax and HBO audience. in my bedroom from like the age of eight <laughs> onwards. I've I'm seen sure some movies did. that were not cool for a kid to have seen at 10, 11 years old. Yeah, there, there was a limit. But uh, otherwise, the outer limits at like, yeah, 11, 11 o'clock on KTLA Channel 5, you know, mm-hmm. the rerun station <laughs> the local <laughs> affiliate yeah some of those old twilight zone episodes still give me the creeps you know oh yeah i don't think i would no. like rod serling personally because you know i have the feeling that he probably was a very smart arrogant <laughs> and right of rightfully that era so. type of man right exactly yeah. you know um but you know he he made a lot of really great television and and told great stories and he also tried to push the envelope racially with some of the stories and from what i understand you know the network was like no you can't do that sorry you know we gotta make some changes to things so kind of interesting he was all about pushing the envelope as as much as he could i think that's one of the things that is kind of with uh current film where it's at and shows uh whenever they're like oh we need to push the envelope well so much of it's already been pushed Right. And so they think that all, you know, so they're taking away some of the story and then they're just inputting visual effects, you know, because, I mean, we're all suckers. Well, it's been done. So much has been done. Okay, like, look at Alien. Look at how much movie Alien fucked us up as kids. Oh, yeah. It it tormented me. (laughs) Today. I mean, like, it messed me up. Like, that was what. It was traumatizing. yeah, traumatizing to see it at seven years old as your older brother literally sat on you, forcing you to watch it because your parents were out of town, your grandparents were babysitting, and they were old people, man. They can't get involved in that shit. They're not going to break us up. They're in the other room. They don't know what's happening. And you're forced to watch the whole goddamn thing. Yeah, that movie was. But today, you know, uh, my uh, uh, nine-year-old daughter for Halloween, we, we watched uh, Alien, then Aliens. And they were just like, nah. <laughs> Now it was oh. bad parenting to do that to them, <laughs> or at least to roll those dice. I rolled those dice, and you know they weren't really. I did the science for us, is what I'm saying. And you can pay my kids therapy bells later. But kids today, it's because it's been done. How do you how do you bring that? How do you wow them again? And then it's like an arms race until at what point does the human brain be like? I still don't care. I would like to ask them when they're older because there are certain movies <laughs> that when you're that's true. I've heard people like uh, like the movie It's a Wonderful Life. They said, when I was a kid, I found that movie boring, but now you're an adult, you watch it during Christmas, you're crying like a baby at the end. Yeah, I'm not saying that Alien wouldn't be considered a masterwork. Alien is a beautiful movie. Mm-hmm. The first one and the oh, second yeah. one. It's like Star Wars Empire Strikes Back, you know? But uh, in terms of being shocked, in terms of being shocked, right? In terms of being afraid, like Mark was saying, Kavika, how these shows fucked with us. You know, these shows were like, wow, they were kind of chilling. They were scary. You know, they were disturbing. Right. With Alien, nobody knew what to expect, too. There there really isn't a lot of action for the majority oh, of the no. movie until they're yeah, all, like, burn. you know, running scared from a little goblin that bursts out of a chest, you know, and then next thing I know, you know, so right. little goblin, you know, it's just, <laughs> I just know I've seen alien countless times and 
I know to the millisecond, like when they're in the alien ship and they see all the eggs, and John Hurt's character hears that one when it's about to open up and he jumps on his uh, face hugger hits him. I still jump every time. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. Yeah, literally every time it happens, well, I still jump because really Scott was so brilliant in that building the atmosphere of like that crazy spaceship and all this. Like, what's going on in here? And you just yeah. get sucked in. And then when the face hugger jumps, it's like every time. Every time it gets me. It gets well, mad. I also think like you watch certain movies. Like whenever I first watched Alien, it, it was another one of those. I was watching it by myself or with my brother. We weren't supposed to be watching it. It was super late at night. We were by ourselves, you know, like we're, we're, we're watching this in the back bedroom. So it's dark, you know, and that kind of thing. Um, whereas probably the time that you watched it with your kids, Dan, like, you know, the, the living room lights were on and, you, you know, there's movement all around the house instead yeah. of, you know, like, yeah. you know, you're sneaking a scary movie and yeah. you didn't even, and you didn't even know it was going to be a scary movie. All you saw was the title alien and you're like i i fucking love et yeah you know? yeah right exactly <laughs> Dude, there'll be lasers there'll be spaceships it's this yeah, be, it's this is what be i've been great. looking for this is gonna be awesome <laughs> hey beth yes uh what do you want to do tonight i wanted to listen to an eso commercial duh Everyone these days could use a little support, and your friends at the ESO Network are no different with the ESO Network Patreon. The cool thing is, is when you help support us, it's you who will benefit. With four tiers starting for as little as 25 cents a week, you can listen to some of your favorite network podcasts early, hear exclusive content, maybe get some ESO swag, or even possibly take a shot at the geek seat. All you need to do is sign up at patreon.com backslash ESO network. Check out what's been going on with the pop culture Cosmo show and the PCC multiverse. People are just losing their minds trying to consume Marvel products right now. And I don't blame them. This is some of the best entertainment you can get on TV and big screen right now. If something's going to be successful or not, they look at the mentions, they look at the likes, they look at the retweets and the tweets and the subtweets and the tweet tweets. And they look at all of that to say, okay, this is actually going to garner a lot of attention. Catch our shows on worldwide radio seven days a week and right here on the ESO Network. She has superpowers, we know. And our hair really Oh, forget it. Something, something, something. Something, something. Make the axis fall. Red, white, and blue. And blue. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Hey, everybody. We have a special, special, special treat. You heard Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast, episode 24, where we got into Wonder Woman on Saturday morning. Now, we are bringing in one of our super friends, J.T. Wheatley from History of Comic Books, to talk about, uh, well, we're going to talk about ads. We're going to talk about ad space. What's up, Wheatley? Ah, pleasure to be on. You're a member of the show now, yeah? <laughs> if you'll have me, sure. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to J.T. Wheatley. <laughs> 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 oh boy, too funny. 
So, Mark, you want to you want to you want to set this up? Yeah. So, sometime in probably the summer of 1966, uh, DC Comics ran, you know, one of their great house ads bragging. And in 1966, DC had a lot to brag about. They had the new the, uh, George Reeves Superman that was still doing great ratings. They mm-hmm. had the uh, Batman series with Adam West and Burt Ward right. that was just like really doing super ratings. Right. The New Adventures of Superman was set to premiere in the fall. Um and everyone was excited about that. It was going to be the first time Superman was going to be in animated form in a very long time. Right. And then around the same time there was also a Superman Broadway play Ooh. that was going on <laughs> that uh that DC labeled as a smash hit. <laughs> and so a lot of bragging going on. Just like Spider-Man Fear the Dark was a smash hit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Whatever it was called. Right. Yeah. yeah. So those are pretty accurate points that DC was making. And then there was a bottom caption that said, also coming in the fall of 1966 in animation is Wonder Woman, The Flash. Aquaman, and many other of your DC favorites. Also, Metamorpho was another character that was mentioned. Right. Unfortunately, a lot of those ideas would happen probably the following year, and some of those ideas would not happen at all. So um, I'm sure there was some lag time between the time that Filmation Associates was talking to uh, DC Comics about what's being animated and what isn't. Right. And uh, unfortunately, by the time that ad got printed, only 90% of it was actually accurate. Right, right. Wheatley, history of comic books. History of comic book ads, maybe? Oh, yeah, this uh, this is something that, well, Hollywood and comic books has not learned from. Because talking about all that stuff, I just got reminded, remember back in 2014 when DC Films announced their film slate? Yes. And I'm looking at the films that never got made. Right. There was supposed to be a part two of Justice League, which we might be getting on HBO Max, so not sure right. about that. By this time, we're supposed to have had a Flash and a Cyborg and a Green Lantern movie, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. In a parallel universe where Marvel can't get its, its act together, there are about 15 Super Smash hit DC movies all sitting there on your <laughs> Blu-ray shelf. <laughs> but uh, and also, I'm even even off comic books. I remember you know that the Martin Scorsese film Gangs in New York. Oh yeah, he once advertised that in the Variety in nineteen in the, like the nineteen seventies, saying that was going to be his next film. Oh, you see? Oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Wow. Oh, and oh, and uh, back to comic books. Canon Films once bragged about they're going to have a Spider-Man movie in 1990. 1990. Canon Films coming from Canon yeah. Films, the same the same studio that's bringing you the Christopher Reeve Superman films. <laughs> we'll be <laughs> and, bringing uh, you Masters of the Universe. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> you know, there was also an example uh, with uh, Josina Pussycats as well, where Archie Comics published an ad that rightfully so bragged about Josie premiering in its own series. Right. And there was a character, you know, that was introduced in the comic named uh, Fat Sheldon, okay. which, uh, <laughs> you know, things being politically correct as they are. Yeah, they ain't going to fly today. Not be- they ain't going to fly. Right, exactly. And like for years and years, I'm like, who is this miscellaneous character in this house ad? Right. And, you know, uh, Sheldon showed up a few more times. And then once the show premiered, you didn't really see Sheldon anymore. Right. But what I found out later was that there was um, 
thanks to Facebook, that there was early conception art that featured Sheldon as part of the cast. Right. And somewhere along the lines, Sheldon got cut. And by the time he got cut, the ad was already out to print. Right. Mm -hmm. The interesting thing that kind of saved Archie Comics a little bit, I feel, is that they didn't mention Sheldon by name in the advertisement. Okay. He's just, they just drew a face along with all the other just, cast some members. Guy. Like just some guy. Right. Who they talk about in the ad is actually Valerie Smith, the African-American character that was joining the cast because she's being introduced as a new friend that was created in the comic book right before the show and then in the subsequent cartoon series. Right. But she's the only one other than Josie that is named in the ad, but... For years, it just bugged me. I said, well, wouldn't Archie Comics know? Wouldn't they know <laughs> sure. that this character is not going to be on the show? But it must have been a last-minute change. Right. And what I also found kind of interesting was that Sheldon was supposed to be like the comedy relief, the character that loves food. You know, of course, the name Fat Sheldon. Right. Uh, and all of the food jokes on Josie and the Pussycats were thrown to Melody. Uh. So obviously the writers had wrote food jokes for Sheldon, but once his character got cut, and maybe that's why his character got cut, because there wasn't enough funny lines to go around for everybody. Yeah. And perhaps some somebody says, you know what? If Melody is just being ditzy and she's a food hound, that'll just make the character much more interesting. Yeah, and plus, you know, as writers, you write these gags, you write these jokes, and it's like, well, I already sweat, I already put in my time in that. I'm not throwing them away. Let's just pivot over to right. let's put let's put these lines in this other character's mouth. Right. She has superpowers, we know. Something make the axes fall. Red, white, and blue. I remember back when the, well, I was still living with my parents. We all, back, you know, this thing called Blockbuster, <laughs> where we always go and read a movie for the weekend. And my mom, God bless her, she picked up Boogie Nights. Oh, because <laughs> she thought it was about dancing. Yeah. <laughs> and I go, kind of. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is going to wow. be like Saturday Night Fever. It'll be fine. It'll be yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of romance, maybe, you know? One of my friends, his mom took me and my brother, and, you know, of course, her son to see Saturday Night Fever. And what I didn't realize at the time was that there was a R-rated version and then they cut like a PG version because they realized that they were missing out on getting some of that younger audience. And um, that money. I mean, there were still some racy scenes in the movie. And what I loved about my my friend's mom was that she would react and say, Oh my, when someone cursed or, you know, <laughs> there was a, and, and, you know, I think she did it for our benefit. Like, like I took you kids to see this movie, but I had no idea that these elements would <laughs> yeah. be in the movie. And but did so, she get up and leave? Uh, no. Did, did she get up? No, you saw the whole thing, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I thought it was funny that she was doing it for our benefit, even though I didn't right. believe it for a minute, but. 
you know, I just thought like she felt <laughs> that she had to do it. Like, okay, I got to play yeah. it off. I can't let these kids think that I'm the worst mother of the year because, you know, <laughs> I think she was afraid that my brother and I would go back and, and tell my mom, oh, yeah, we saw this movie. And they, right. And there was cursing and we saw some dude's butt, you know. <laughs> yeah. <That's- laughs> no, that was her insurance, dude. She was laying some insurance down on it, you know. <laughs> Like, oh, no. <laughs> there were so many. So, you know, Wheatley brought up Blockbuster. Uh, back at, the, uh, you know, back when I was a kid, um, as a family, we used to do the same thing. We we would go and uh, most of the time, like the pop, the two liters of pop would be above the fridge until the weekend. The two liters, the two, <laughs> two liters of pop was... would come down <laughs> off the top of the fridge. We would get like two movies. You know, from whatever, like Blockbuster or whatever our our local, like, video rental place was. And then, like, Friday or Saturday night or something like that, my mom would, you know, buy a couple pizzas. We'd get the pop. We'd all sit around. But there were so many times that all of a sudden we would see, like, uh, you know, something racy with my mother. And then my mom was just like, oh, my God, what am I watching with my children? You know, so it was was these moments. And, like, she's like, am I a terrible mom? But we're, we're really enjoying that whole experience um but it really takes me back and i i re- you know i look back now and it's very fond memories and but this you know when you see the first sex scene ever with your mom you're like ooh i don't know how to take this <laughs> yeah speaking of of awkward i remember uh when i was living in connecticut my mom came up to visit for the weekend and uh we ended up watching showgirls together Oh, which has a lot, a lot of nudity. <laughs> how, yeah, how, how did you get the showgirls? I explained how we watched Boogie Nights with my mom, but uh, how did you? <laughs> I can't remember exactly. We were looking for something to watch, and there was nothing. And I'm like, "Well, what about this?" And she's like, "Sure." I, yeah, I said, "It's rated R." She goes, "So." And so we put it's it on. It's got the Saved by the Bell Girl. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's got it's Saved fine. by the Bell Girl. How yeah. bad this this is. This <laughs> but, will be, you know, this will be fun. It'll be but fun. It, it was fun, be fun because we ended up roasting it most of the time. You know. Oh yeah, that movie's horrendous so bad. It was it was that bad. So it didn't turn out to be a, an awkward moment at all. Mm. But another time, my mom and I went to the movies when I was a teenager. And we overheard this conversation happening behind us before the theater started. And it was this couple that was arguing. And the guy goes, yeah, you tell your mother everything. You tell her too much of our business. I bet you even told her that we're dating. And she goes, well, we're first cousins. So I don't think I'm going to mention that to her. (laughs) (laughs) Well. (laughs) And my mom and I like looked at each other like, did you hear what I just heard? You know? Oh, it was shit. so funny. It was so This funny. was Georgia? No, this was New York, actually. Oh. Yeah, yeah. This, all this stuff happened I was thinking Arkansas. <laughs> I knew a dude whose cousin got with another cousin, and they made a weird-looking baby. Yeah. Of course they really did. really weird-ass-looking baby, man. That's, yeah. Were they first the cousins? The genetics were too close together. They were first cousins, and this is in Southern California. Oof. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah, man. Cousin fucking man, it's everywhere. <laughs> New York, <laughs> California. Yeah. <laughs> they, you talk trash on Georgia, but you know, yeah, that cousin fucking is pretty, pretty, pretty popular. <laughs> I, I mean, the, 
the laws that people have in place didn't come from nowhere. Right? They came from making weird ass looking fucking babies. Where they were like, you know, we got to put a stop to this. (laughs) Oh, hey, you know what? Check this out, man. The Habsburgs, uh, the uh, Wheatley, help me, Holy Roman Empire. Yes. Holy Roman Empire, the Habsburgs. And they had that famous underbite that, mmm. The whole joke about the wealthy being these uh, detached aristocratic, the whole blue like, bloods or whatever, mm, mm, mm. like Thurston Howell from Gilligan's Island, the way he would talk. <laughs> like, mm, mm. Oh, yeah. That underbite <laughs> is a uh, comes from generations of brutal inbreeding, oh. and yet they they rule us, and yet you know they have the blue, blue blood. Blue blood is a term that what your skin becomes so white that you could see your veins, you can see the veins, yeah. Well, also because they're not outside doing any work, so they don't have a tan. <laughs> oh, no, that's definitely a thing. That's definitely a thing. <laughs> I have advice to give everybody. Uh, oh, God. I don't want to clone, Dan. I was going to say then pull your pants up, but stop sending me stop sending me mixed signals here. It's not that we don't want clones. We just don't necessarily want to have sex with our clones. Uh, my tree, uh, it's like a $200 tree. It's a nice tree. It was January or it was like January 20 something, January, February, early February. Melissa comes home with an, a Christmas tree, a fa- you know, an artificial Christmas tree. And I'm just like, Why? Why would you do that? Why would you buy a fake tree in February? And she says, I got it like on a super clearance discount because uh, it was returned and it had everything in it. It was just, it was a returned item. And I was like, yeah, but I'm like a goldfish. I can't think more than like maybe four <laughs> days into the future or remember yeah. the, in the past. And she's like, yeah, it's a $200 tree. And she whipped it out and she got it for $10. What? Holy cow. 10 bucks. Wow. Well, that's a deal. Yeah, that's yeah. a great deal. Right? So listeners out there, if you're in the market for a fake tree and you're looking to you put your money into fake tree futures, then <laughs> now's the time. Now's the time to buy in. <laughs> what about the frozen orange juice futures? How about that? Yeah, I'd say it's still a pretty steady investment. You're not going to get a lot off it. But Okay. Look at how much rain Florida got this year. Were they decimated with hurricanes? You know, like. That's frozen juice, you know, futures. So. <laughs> well, being Christmas, I was making a trading places uh, joke, but I guess everyone's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen trading places in forever. That was a good movie. Well, do we want to talk about trading places or orange juice, guys? I mean, we kind of hit a conversational <laughs> crossroad. Well, yeah, that's, remember, that was the whole crux is that they're trying to coin the frozen orange juice market as a commodities trade of all things. Oh, my God. Yeah, but we're also talking about uh, there's a lot there. I grew up among orange groves and grapefruit groves. I can show you. You can get on Google right now, and I can show you where I grew up most of my <laughs> life. Like in the that valley I lived in was around fruit. We had oranges in our backyard. Fuck Florida oranges is what I'm saying. California oranges for life. <laughs> <laughs> all right too funny not, not not only that dan can even tell you what hospital i almost had a heart attack and stayed in for two oh. days while i was in staying oh, right. in redondo beach yeah. <laughs> yep. hey if i knew you at the time man i would have brought you some oranges oh i know <laughs> i know yeah it's good for your heart right oh i don't know I've... i don't know either <laughs> orange juice is just good orange juice is just good mm-hmm. with vodka Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the hammer swinging, burrito mm-hmm. eating. What? Tapping out, no, cl- clocking out but never tapping out. Adam, sex the Thor. Or <laughs>
positive, then a New Day pancake. More fun than a super kick party. It's the wrestling podcast from the host, who is the hammer swinging, burrito eating, well you know the rest, of Thunder Talk. Sexy Thor! It's the Ring of Thunder, found in the Thunderverse, and among the great podcasts of the ESO Network. Orange juice and... (laughs) I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, oh, see, there's no way to go. Like, see, I'm just OJing, but then it's like, no, uh, no. no, you're not. You don't ever no, want to be no, saying, no, no. you don't ever want to say that you're OJing. <laughs> Pump the brakes. You wouldn't want to say reverse. that. You wouldn't want to say that. Yep, that's right. Mm, I thought that's you right. liked your wife. I love my wife. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> Mark and I had a conversation about OJ the other yeah. day, actually, uh, and how delicious good orange juice is. My uh, my sister-in-law met uh, OJ back in the day because she worked for Hertz. She worked in a Hertz, you know. Oh, yeah. He was the spokesperson for Hertz for a long time. And he visited their corporate office and, you know, my sister-in-law, you know, got to meet him and take pictures and everything. And then about five years later, my brother ran into OJ at uh, JFK Airport, you know. But he didn't... Um, I, you know, I want to say, was he running to catch a Hertz rental car? <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom. The, 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 the funniest, the funniest OJ story for me was when he came out with that book. If I did it, <laughs> oh like, gosh, dude, why would you want to write a book like that? You know, I mean, you know, because well, people... because you maybe because you feel like you need to. I don't know. Maybe because it's keeping you up at night that people and kids have this idea about you. Yeah, well, I you guess. heard the, you heard you the fallout behind that book because he still owed the the, the Brown family money, right? Or, Gold, or Goldman because they sued him because he put a book out trying to make money. They got the rights to the book and just changed the title to "I Did It." Oh, and oh, 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 yeah. oh wow! And he couldn't do a darn thing. Damn! Oh, wow! <laughs> Wow! Oh my well, goodness! Well, did the book pay pay them off the rest of the the money that he owed? They got the money from it. I don't know if they paid it off, but they said it was worth it just to do that. To um, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, because I, I think I think the Heisman uh... Trophy. Because when you get a, I, I believe now I don't know. Like I'm not into sports, but I think that if you win in a Heisman Trophy, or it's not it's not the Heisman, but there's some type of pension that's tied with football. And if you qualify or or maybe you're in the Hall of Fame, you know, you can draw a salary from that. And I know that's probably oh, yeah. one of the things that the family, the Goldman family was after. But I think that that mm-hmm. money was protected. So they couldn't get any of any of that stuff at all. Right. So I don't think I don't think they got a lot of money from him, if anything. It probably all got sold to pay Johnny Conkrant. I mean, mm-hmm. really? Oh yeah, Kardashian. Is he related to the like Kardashians? Oh yeah, who hang out. Current. That's where they all came from. That's right. Yeah, all Robert these Kardashians Kardashian. came from the OJ trial. No, I saw an interview with Kim Kardashian, and she was talking about how she was like a young teen. She was like thirteen or fourteen or something, and going to the trial. Right, and of course, her mom was closer with. Um, Nicole, and then her dad was closer with OJ, and so it oh, was wow. 
Mm. It was hard because she and her sisters felt like they were kind of in the middle. And if they were with dad, they'd be on like one side of the courtroom. And if they were in mo- with mom, they'd be on the other side of the courtroom. And it was very awkward and strange situation to be in. Whoa. Weird. And that's 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 the Kim Kardashian's childhood. Like yeah, middle, it was like actually school? an interview on no shit. Uh, a David Letter- Letterman uh, show on Netflix, right? I think that's what we saw. It was like uh, some type of Letterman interview. Oh, he's, wow. got, he's got like a long form uh, interview show on Netflix now. Yeah. yeah. And she was like, like third episode or something. And, you know, they, they had this long discussion about her relationship with OJ and the whole family. And it, I mean, it was interesting. You know, she's she's had a very interesting life and, you know, she's met a lot of rich and powerful people. She is a rich and powerful person. Kind yeah. Of thing, so. I just love the fact he's the answer to my second question on my uh, ad for my podcast. What? You know, my uh, uh, my yeah. advertise for History of Comics podcast, what famous uh, sports athlete is the Falcons' appearance based on? Miss OJ. Yeah, OJ Simpson. Oh, hey. You know what? <laughs> We're going to roll into a, into, a, into a History of Comic Books uh, commercial Uh-oh. right now. You can hear it right <laughs> now. Right now, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Have you ever wondered how much Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster sold Superman's rights to DC for? Or which uh, popular football star was Sam Wilson the Falcons' physical appearance based on? You can find all that and more at the History of Comic Books podcast, a podcast dedicated to the creators, events, history, and the companies that made the great comic book medium. Hosted and created by your friendly neighborhood, J.T. Wheatley. Please give it a listen at iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, and all our podcasting platforms. Thank you, and go ahead and enjoy yourself a good comic book. I'm 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 surprised OJ wasn't a featured star on the new Scooby Doo movies back in the day. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit! You know what? Why? Where was OJ? That's a good point. Yeah, that is a good point. You know, because um, wow, there was a Hanna Barbera Scooby knockoff by Hanna Barbera called Goober and the Ghost Chasers. That also, I remember that show. They had a guest star format also, and Wilt Chamberlain made a guest appearance. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just like, you know, to me, that was just so random. Wilt Chamberlain, yeah, in a kid's show, you know? Just kind of weird. Maybe the Globetrotters weren't available. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no, yeah, I know. Curly, Curly was... Yeah, he was too busy. He was too busy fighting robots on Gilligan's Island. Everybody, <laughs> that's 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 the real deal. Even as a kid, when that show would come on, I go, "This is just a rip off of Scooby Doo." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they even had the uh, Partridge Family kids on there. Uh, no, David Cassidy, but the other cast members. Yeah, the other ones, and, like Susan Day, right? Right, Susan Day and Danny, Danny, Danny Bonaducci, Bonaducci, and yeah, and no music. I'm like, wait, Partridge Family's making a guest appearance, and we don't get a song. I'm like, changing the channel oh, now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this is this is this is where I'm going to put in the best Saturdays of our lives commercial right here. <laughs> yeah, that's right here. perfect. <laughs> oh, you know. Wow.
My name is Mark McCrane. I'm the author of The Best Saturdays of Our Lives. I'm Dan Klink, co-host of The Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast. The Best Saturdays of Our Lives features programming trends from the 1966 television season all the way through the last hurrah of the early digital age of the 1990s. On the show, if it's animated, we talk about it. Order your signed copy today at tbsool.com. And listen to the podcast at esonetwork.com and all podcast platforms. When a film release date is announced, when they're going into production, it's generally announced 18 months, two years before the decided upon release date. Mer- the merchandising angle, generally speaking, if you need to produce, say, an action figure, that has an 18-month turnaround time approximately between pencil to paper and on a peg at Walmart. So when a film goes into production when they're working with the merchandisers in the beginning, what the merchandisers are receiving are their pre-production process, the the creative character design for what's going to be the movie. Well, that tweaks. There's, there's, you know, if you're giving them like your portfolio at the end of the conceptual process, because they have to get moving over on the toy end, things change. Characters get cut from films. Characters get added in. Uh, here's a case, uh, Force Awakens, there was a character called Constable Zuvio. He was like the sheriff of like, you know, Dirt Town, where Ray, you know, earn, earned food at. And he played a role in the movie. He was 100% cut. And to this day, you can still find his action figures hanging on the pegs <laughs> because they pumped out a ton of his <laughs> figures, not knowing that they were going to get cut. So, Mark, that also speaks to you what you were saying, uh, just not fully communicating. Things change. Talk about the toy thing. I remember with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, they released uh, toys for that. And there was a, a comic book character from Marvel, Darkhawk. Oh, that is okay. Not in the movie at all. But like you said, when James Gunn wrote that script, probably one of his rough drafts had the character in there because he's a cosmic character in the Marvel Universe. Right. So he, they said, you have the whole cosmic universe of Marvel to play with. Just go at it. And of course, the toy makers have, well, we have so much lead time. We have to go ahead and make these figures now. Sure enough, when the movie's made, he's not even in there. Right. Some movies get spoiled by the toys when they come out now. Oh, you know, it. yeah, <laughs> it, it works both ways, doesn't it? Because they, they talk about, I think Endgame, someone joked that it got spoiled by the Lego sets that came out. It, it was, yeah. No, I, 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 uh, I looked up, I read up on that. Yeah, that happens. And, you know, sometimes it's timing also because uh, there was Filmation's Brave Star series. Oh, So yeah. the toys came out a year before the show premiered. And I don't know whose marketing plan that happened to be, but I don't think it was necessarily <laughs> uh, the best marketing plan. And I don't think that the toys really sold that well because the cartoon had not premiered and kids didn't know who Brave Star was. Because that's right. interesting because I never knew we had uh, toys when the cartoon came out. And I love the cartoon. Yeah, well, the toys came out in 86 and the series came out in 87. You know, the toys had already hit the clearance aisle by the time the cartoon <laughs> was showing up. Right. I remember when I was living in Brooklyn, I found a Brave Star bank buried in the clearance section in this store. Right. Wow. And I decided not to get it. And then I went back for it and it was gone. Yeah. <laughs> of course. And I felt so bad, but I found it later on eBay. So hooray. But, um, at one point at Cartoon Network, we hired this toy executive and I went in and introduced myself to him and I wanted to know if he had ever heard of Brave Star before. And he goes, oh, the Space Cowboy? He goes, yeah, I remember that action figure. But he didn't really have any any 
Like, I wanted the details, you know, like, why did they release things early? Right. And it was Mattel was the manufacturer, but he couldn't give me any details. But he did mention all the business about the plastic embargo that forced a lot of toy manufacturers to shrink to make all of their action figures much smaller. Oh, yeah, because the price oh, yeah. of uh, oil, all of your toys are petroleum-based, right. kids. Right. And that includes, you know, G.I. Joe, which yeah. I, I remember having the original 12-inch G.I. Joe action figures. And when they got shrunken down, I'm like, kids are not going to buy this. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Boy, was was I wrong. No, yeah. That, the three the three three quarter inch format uh, changed the entire it, landscape. It changed the game. Yeah, I mean, I guess we have, o- yeah. we have OPEC to thank for our, our Star Wars figures and the scale that they are at. <laughs> <laughs> Live from Studio A, WTLK, The Thunder. Hey everybody, it's been a while. Welcome back to WTLK, The Thunder. And boy, do we have some stuff to cover here, so let's get on down to it. Warner announced that HBO Max will be releasing all of its 2021 movies simultaneously on HBO Max and whatever theaters are open, but so far the plan is just for it to be 2021, and we'll have that discussion about 2022 and beyond later, but hopefully it's a discussion that we won't even need to have. But that means uh, movies such as The Matrix 4, Dune, Mortal Kombat, and The Suicide Squad will be on HBO Max, and whatever theaters are out there, but, I mean, part of me is just kind of glad because at least two of those movies, Cough Mortal Kombat, Cough the Suicide Squad, Cough, I'm very much looking forward to and very much glad that it means that they will be coming this year in some which way, form, or fashion. Also, a little bit of Spider-Man 3 stuff. Alfred Molina has confirmed to reprise his role as Doc Ock that he played in 2004 Spider-Man 2. And it's heavily rumored that Tobey Maguire, Kirsten Dunst, Andrew Garfield, and Emma Stone will be back in at least cameos. Whatever that means. And also now officially in the Avengers game, for those of us still playing it, uh, Kate Bishop is officially playable with her own set of missions. And around the same time, set picks were released, and this was before Disney Investors Day when it was all good and confirmed, that Haley Steinfeld will be playing Kate Bishop and will be learning under Jeremy Renner, Clint Martin's Hawkeye, in the new series. And also Rachel McAdams will be back as Christine Palmer in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. The Walking Dead's bonus season, or season 10C as I at least call it, will be premiering on February 28th. So that's at least uh, something really awesome happening the day before my birthday. And also Superman has a slick new look and a promo image and now a trailer that's been released in Superman and Lois, which will be premiering a few days the 23rd, I believe, of February before Walking Dead 10C. And, of course, the big stuff, the announcement day that WTLKs are made of, Disney Investor Day, and a whole lot of stuff were announced that'll keep us plenty nice and happy over the next couple years, and really, for me personally, I was just like, give me a whole lot of good stuff to sink my teeth into for just the first half of this year. They said, we'll take that first half of your year 
and just tell you what all you can expect over the next three years. I'm just like, oh my goodness. We're going to stick strictly to the Marvel and Star Wars stuff here. But the Marvel stuff, of course, there's WandaVision. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier will be releasing March 19th, which is also supposedly the same day that the Morbius movie will be releasing. So, hmm, interesting. Black Widow is so far still scheduled for May 7th. The Loki TV series will be releasing sometime in May. The Marvel Studios animated series What If will be coming sometime in the summer. And it showed some things that we hadn't seen along with some things that we have seen like Captain America as a zombie, Peggy Carter as Captain America, or is she Captain Britain in this one? I don't know. But the most intriguing one was... What if Yondu had kidnapped T'Challa as a child and he grew up to be Star-Lord? This would be very interesting. Of course, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings will be out July 9th. And Miss Marvel and Hawkeye will be here sometime in later 2021, but not any concrete release dates yet. Of course, Spider-Man 3 is still on pace to release December 17th, 2021, which will lead into Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, now releasing March 25th, 2022. And it will have the MCU debut of America Chavez. Thor Love and Thunder will be releasing May 6th, 2022. And Christian Bale will be playing Gore the God Butcher. Side note, some Guardians of the Galaxy actors have been cited coming into Australia recently, like Karen Gillan, Chris Pratt, I think Dave Bautista as well, and that's where uh, Thor Love and Thunder is filming, so maybe we're going to have a legit Guardians of the Galaxy, at least cameo, in this movie. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo! Black Panther 2 will be releasing July 8th, 2022, and of course they'll not be recasting Chadwick Boseman, but just focusing on other characters from the first movie, which I take to mean as we're just going to hint at Shuri taking on that lead role, I would assume, but we'll see. Captain Marvel 2 will now be releasing November 11th, 2022. And don't forget, of course, they didn't announce this, but I'm just throwing this in as a reminder that Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2 will be releasing that October as well. Captain Marvel 2, November 11th, 2022, will have Miss Marvel in there, making her big screen debut from her Disney Plus show, getting to meet her idol Carol Danvers, and Tayana Paris will reprise her role as Monica Rambeau after her WandaVision debut. And there's the She-Hulk Disney Plus series with Tatiana Maslany as the titular character. Mark Ruffalo will be back as, of course, Bruce Banner. And Tim Roth will be back as The Abomination. And back for the first time since 2008's The Incredible Hulk. Then there's also the Moon Knight series in 2022. And Oscar Isaac is, you know, heavily rumored to be playing Mark Spector. The Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special will also be there seemingly at the end of 2022. I don't think they're going to release uh, the Holiday Special in May. I don't think that's how it works. And then Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 will definitely be releasing in 2023. As far as the rest of the shows that are to be determined, they're uh, adapting the very popular Marvel storyline Armor Wars with Don Cheadle taking the lead role as James Rhodes slash War Machine. All they said about the plot is, you know, what happens if Tony Stark's technology gets in the wrong hands? Which I'm pretty sure is pretty much the plot of 
the Iron Man trilogy in Age of Ultron, but I'm sure they're going to make something really awesome out of this new scenario. And of course, Riri Williams makes her MCU debut in Iron Heart. I Am Groot will be a series of shorts on Disney Plus for Baby Groot and Secret Invasion. They'll be readapting that major storyline for the Kree. And of course, Samuel L. Jackson will be Nick Fury. This is the Nick Fury Disney Plus series that was pretty much announced and confirmed earlier. Ben Mendelsohn will be reprising his role as Talos the Skrull. And this will be interesting because, of course, Secret Invasion was, of course, the reveal that certain characters in the Marvel Universe throughout the history were actually scrolls, but the real heroes were kidnapped by them and stored away. And then this is the main hero's in that present day whenever Secret Invasion came out some years ago. found out all about this. This will be interesting to adapt to the MCU because Captain Marvel had that whole twist of the Skrulls aren't actually bad, they're actually refugees because the Kree pretty much took out most of their civilization, so it'll be interesting to see how they throw in the Secret Invasion storyline in this universe. A future MCU movie of course, will be Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. Jonathan Majors will be playing Kang the Conqueror. Now that Quantum Mania is a title, and we put Thunder in front of everything, like they put Quantum in front of everything. Expect something called Thunder Mania sometime in the next couple years. I don't know what could it be, but shit, it's got to be a title for something right now. And when it finally happens, you'll be like, oh man, I, he said. He said it was going to happen in that WTLK a couple years ago, and now it's here. They reconfirmed that Blade is still a thing that's happening in the future, and a very big one that people have been waiting for ever since uh, Disney acquired Fox. Fantastic Four will be coming to the MCU with Spider-Man Homecoming and Far From Home director John Watts also directing this one, so I'm ready. And the Star Wars stuff, Mandalorian Season 3 and Book of Boba Fett was already announced by the time Season 2 had ended. There's also a series called Star Wars Acolyte, which will be taking place towards the end of the High Republic era, which is some 200 years before Phantom Menace. By the time you listen to this, there will already be a whole lot of books and comics released showing you whatever the High Republic is. There's also a Rangers of the New Republic series with, you know, possibly Cara Dune and the whole gang and whatever they're doing for the New Republic in this whole Mandalorian era. There's Star Wars Ahsoka, which is, of course, Mandalorian spinoff with Rosario Dawson reprising her, her role as Ahsoka Tano. And the big one, and this is definitely a miniseries, Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi, with Ewan McGregor reprising his role as Obi-Wan, and Hayden Christensen coming back as Darth Vader in what apparently promises to be the rematch of the century. And there's Star Wars Andor, which is the Rogue One prequel series, showing you what Cassian Andor was up to before he all went Death Star plans hunting. And there's Star Wars Lando, no word whether it's going to be Donald Glover Lando or Billy D. Williams Lando, but... I say, as well as you say, why not both? There's Star Wars Visions, which is going to be made by some anime directors and or producers, people that make anime. So we will have some Star Wars anime telling some stories in the Star Wars universe. And finally, there's the Rogue Squadron movie, which will be directed by Patty Jenkins, which of course should mean... Hopefully, that Chris Pine will be starring, because I think Hotshot Rogue Pilot is definitely up his alley. 
And then later on, not on Disney Investor Day, but like a month later, Kevin Feige has confirmed that Deadpool 3 will take place in the MCU and will be rated R. He's also stated that a lot of the speculation surrounding Spider-Man 3 is actually pretty close to accurate, so I guess we'll see what happens in the next 11 months, and god I hope that stays the length of time we're gonna have to wait, and not much longer, cause I'm tired of all these delays, as I know you are. But no more delays here, drink, fight, and make your ancestors proud. Actually Dan, that could have been part of our uh, Missed Opportunities episode, you know? Oh, oh, did hey, we talk yeah. about that? The um, you know, no, we didn't. We didn't talk about the Partridge family on Goober and the Ghost Chasers. No, yeah, write that down. Mm-hmm. Write that down. <laughs> I'm writing it down. So <laughs> yeah, but but it's it's kind of weird because David Cassidy probably was like, nope, I'm not lending my likeness to this show. I'm a serious musician, and the Partridge family is something I do in prime time, and then I'm David Cassidy rock superstar yeah when i'm not on the show yeah i'm not taking cheap money right but then hannah barbera put out butch cassidy and the sundance kids and butch cassidy sure looks a lot like david cassidy and i'm really surprised there wasn't a lawsuit you know like a lawsuit like a likeness thing a likeness thing for sure well, you know what, though? When you think about it, it could have been bullshit like that that led to those lawsuits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, motherfucker, I might sue him. And you don't. But a lawyer is like, wait a minute, maybe you should have. And then, like, another case comes up and it's like, hey. Right, wow. right. Like, you know, Jackie Gleason was going to sue Hanna-Barbera over the Flintstones regarding, right. you know, it's too close to the honeymooners. And then he changed his <laughs> mind, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, But it pushed him. It made him, it made him think about it. Right. So, who knows? Yeah, I liked uh, Lindsay Lohan uh, tried to sue uh, the rock star when they made Grand Theft Auto Five because <laughs> the trashy yeah. blonde girl in that she thought was too similar to her. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. She's got the corner on the yeah. trashy blonde girls. That's hilarious. <laughs> what What was the character, Adam? What did it? What did this Lindsay Lohan character do? Oh no, she wasn't even like in the actual game though. Like she was just artwork on the box of grand theft auto 5 and on the loading screen but she wasn't like it that's she was the daughter it? of uh one of the main characters oh yeah that's right she was the daughter of michael yeah yeah and she wanted to be a be on a reality show and she shows up at the audition and the character is like an ex-bank robber and she starts nearly stripping in front of this reality show and he proceeds to just destroy the place over his daughter acting like this so. <laughs> <sighs> it's classic Grand Theft Auto stuff. Yeah, so, but she, Lindsay Lohan claimed she acts too much like me. You're ripping me off. Like, uh, do you really want to sue for this? <laughs> yeah, that's super cringy. <laughs> that, I was gonna say cringy. Yeah, or what if she's just way self aware? What if Lindsay Lohan's just walking a higher path than all of us? Uh, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and just burying herself at the same time. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, Adam knows what I'm talking about. I love Lindsay Lohan and Mean Girls. Yes, that was I just such love the a fact good. That yes you know i just wish there was a Lindsay lohan character like that in my high school to take down all the mean girl clicks <laughs> that would have been awesome just to see that happen you know what we we need to get Lindsay lohan on the show i know that could be a huge guest mm. right there yeah i would i mean imagine all the things we could talk about with that. Hey, and you know what we're calling that episode on tuesdays we talk thunder
<laughs> what? <laughs> Is Dan taking a break? Uh, I'm, yeah, you know, he's old. He has a small bladder. I mean, it's a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we just got done watching a really good series, and we're, I think we're going to do a What's on R-Tube about it. DC, and it was on HBO Max called Stargirl. Oh, um, I love that show. Stargirl was yes. really good. Um, I I kind of liked it better than what what was the other one? Doom Patrol. Oh. So Doom Patrol was really good. Uh, but yeah, Stargirl. I thought that they did a really good job bringing in like young character, and you know you're still kind of like siding with their. They're not too dumb because like that's pro- part of the problem. Whenever you have young player, you know, young people, you know they. They've been given powers or access to something and all of a sudden they're running amok and they, you know, they're like, oh, no, we're the only ones that could do it the right way. But Stargirl did a really good job, I thought. I mean, it's a good show. It's well worth a watch. It actually reminded me of like the first season of Flash from the CW. I don't think I've seen. I, I, I maybe seen a couple episodes of the Flash. What else was I watching at that time? There was something else that was on. Right when the Flash was coming out, um, and it, I was still watching that. It wasn't the Arrow. It might have been the Arrow, because I think that right at the beginning of the Arrow was also around the beginning of the Flash time, whenever those were starting to get aired. CW is practically a comic book uh, channel, more or less. Yeah, um, Supergirl's ending after this season. Someone did the math, it's like six seasons and over 100 episodes. Like, yeah, that's a good run for any TV show, yeah. so it's like... And the new Batwoman starts. And it drops the same uh, weekend as WandaVision. And they do the uh, once-a-week format, like with Mandalorian, so it should be fairly easy to keep up with. Yeah. I love the Mandalorian. It, it gives me so much hope for the rest of the Star Trek universe and for the other <laughs> things that are... Oh, or, sorry, Star Wars universe. Uh, I love wow. it. I, I, but, you know, I, it like, I love it. I thought you were saying that as a but joke. It gives, me, it gives me a lot of hope for the Star, Star Wars universe um, because it's just so well done. The, the format of having a weekly show really works well. You know, they, they're, they're able to, like, explore the character... Uh, better and um i don't know i think that that's going to be the way they're going to move forward for a lot of the star wars universe you know the rogue squadron is going to be an actual film by patty jenkins which i didn't know her dad was a fighter pilot he uh flew uh f-104 uh fighter planes out of uh, western europe no kidding out of wow. western europe back when that meant something <laughs> <laughs> yeah like nato shit like oh, yeah. cold war like yeah, finger on the trigger. Well, I mean, we're we're starting up a whole new Cold War, but now now it's like a three way. Oh man, it's <laughs> uh, us, Russia, <laughs> and China. Sexy so. dude, that's a sexy fucking Cold War right there. <laughs> that's kind of that's the kind of Cold War that's gonna that's a that's a clickbait war. That's man. my that's kind of Cold right. War. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when the Russians used to be the bad guys? They. Are. They still are, yeah. So, no, that's. I mean, like yeah, the people aren't, but you know, like governments doing shady shit. Yeah. Still, they're I evil mean, and but, wicked. Yeah. What would Ronald Reagan have to say about all this? Remember the eighties, man. Remember Ronald oh, Reagan? Remember gosh. back when we knew the bad guys were the Russians? <laughs> Remember that? Back when we knew, and it was clear. God, there was like this old, um, this old movie. Uh, the, this kid 
like brings to life a secret spy you know like you know he has imagination or something Gosh. They had a video. It was based on a video game and they made the video game. That movie. Yes. Starring Cloak and Daphne Dagger? Coleman. Cloak and, Cloak and Dagger. Dagger. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Starring Daphne yeah. Coleman and Daphne Coleman. Yeah. And the kid from E.T. Yeah. 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 Dude, I watched that movie over and over again. And now here's what I want to know, Kavika, uh, Ma- Madam President of Video Games and, and Beth, Lord Chancellor of video games, uh, def- the the Cloak and Dagger, the video game, the Atari game, what came first? Like, you should investigate that. <laughs> the two of you should watch Cloak and Dagger and tell us what came first, the video game that they showed in the movie? Because there was a video game. What came first? The video game or the, the arcade, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that- you can, like, Google that and have the answer in five seconds. You definitely can. The two of you should watch Cloak and Dagger. That should be your... I don't know if she's ever seen Cloak and Dagger. That should be your what's on our tube. Definitely. No, I, well, that's easy to say, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's way easy to say. You should do it. <laughs> you should. Well, but is it available to us or do we I'll, have to pay for it? Like how. I'll send you a gift card. How easy is it to come by? Take it out of petty cash, man. Go rent that. Okay. Just talk, talk to, talk to Barbara at the front uh, desk on your way out. Damn. <laughs> Barbara. Yeah. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> right. You know, uh, Adam, for uh, Melissa's birthday, gave her the pre-release Wonder Woman 1984 poster. That oh, still wow. has the, the June release date on it. Yeah, Adam and I were having a talk about that the other day. Uh, I was like, hey, do you, do you want that poster back? <laughs> oh, oh the gen- it's a genuine one sheet where if you put it, you put the light behind, it shines through. Oh, it might, uh, oh, it might be. It's, uh, yeah. we have it framed, but it, it's one of the, it's because the date on it is, is, is wrong. It did not release <laughs> in June. And, yeah. you know, those, those oddities, well, those jump in the sharks, if you will. What, 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 you know, which falls into exactly, you know, what we're talking about. You know, I mean, um, Sometimes things change, you know, yep. they change. And, uh, but as a, a kid reading that ad about Wonder Woman and all these other characters coming to Saturday morning, I mean, I'm sure it was, uh, pretty exciting. Oh my gosh. You know? Yeah. Um, like, wow. Uh, go, hey, everybody, go over to the Thunder Faithful, uh, Facebook page. We're going to post, uh, pictures of these ads up there so you'll know just what the heck we were talking about. Uh, yeah, to your point, Mark, this, this ad, this DC ad definitely would have created false expectations in children, eventually leading to disappointment. As far as comic book ads go, I think when we look at the history of, say, the x-ray specs or uh, uh, be, be, become a bodybuilder and get the hot chick on the beach, oh, yeah. don't, don't be a wimp. <laughs> in terms of comic book ad marketing versus the reality, I think this is one of the lesser disappointments. Because, damn it, oh. I couldn't see through my own hand with those x-ray specs. I, really, I had one of those, too. I, 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 couldn't, I, I couldn't see a woman's brassiere with these x-ray specs. <laughs> well... You know, the thing that kind of cracks me up, obviously, if you can get x-ray specs through the mail, <laughs> oh, that yeah. should have been the that should have been the first clue that it's too good to be true. Too good to be true. You know? Yeah, right. So, but um, I, I, I get it. I understand. You know, um, a lot of those ads from the comic books were 
so misleading. There's actually a Fat Albert episode that addresses that very topic. Of, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. how kids got ripped off yeah. by these, these, these type of advertisements and, and that were targeted at kids that were not necessarily accurate. Right. I, I, I kind of feel that way about candy sales in the schools. You know, everybody had to sell candy and look, you could win a new bike. Oh, man. Oh, I, I remember those. Yeah. Out of the back of a Punisher comic book, I mailed away for this uh, catalog. It was a gimmick where I would go door to door and sell basically Avon products. Minus the makeup, like uh, holiday decorations, candles, junk like that, right? Mm-hmm. Go go knock on all the house, like 1980s homemaker mom's doors, and they'll, they'll buy this stuff. And instead of being paid, instead of getting commissioned for my, for my labor, <laughs> I get points. Oh. Because they, they give you two catalogs. One is thin, and that's the product that they want you to go hustle. The other is fat, and it's all the stuff you can get, kid. With these points, you can get a brand new BMX bike for 1,500 points. It was like a toy catalog. It was like a Sears toy catalog. But instead, of, but instead of a dollar value to everything, it was points. And when you start calculating your labor, because it was my dad that actually guilted me into doing it. Like, you know, damn it, you're 11 years old. You should have a job. And the cost analysis for my the value of my labor versus what these points were, uh, as opposed to if I were getting like cash. It was, it was, it was a scam. It was, it was, it was, it was child, uh, dare I say, uh, uh, child labor violations. Yeah. And then once I showed the math to my dad, wow. he did some grown up math with it and was like, oh, yeah, well, you need to do something with your time, damn it. <laughs> but he agreed. <laughs> because then my mom, once my mom found out about this whole thing going on, she took a look at the sales catalog and was like, I'm not buying this crap. <laughs> they got better crap in Avon. Well, she never took it to work with her, like most parents do with, that, with those, those sales things. Yeah, yeah. No, that wasn't happening. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. No, not not with that one. If we were sc- selling candy bars for school, like Mark was saying, yeah, yeah, my dad would go guilt his office. He was a manager, and he'd go guilt all of his subordinates <laughs> to to buy some candy to get some uniforms for the team. A potpourri pot. No, no, they weren't. They weren't going to go hustle that on their on their people. Yeah, the the funniest thing that happened during that era was um, a family friend that lived across the street came knocking on the door and says to my mom, "Like Gladys, you got to buy my kids candy." And my mom says, "Gloria, I got to sell my own kids candy." <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> she goes, "That's what I mean. You buy my kids candy, I'll buy your kids candy." There you go. Uh, and then my mom just started laughing, and she goes, "Nope, it's not happening. That's not. That's not how this. That no, <laughs> no." No, I mean, if it becomes crunch time and we don't hit our quota, I'll be buying my own kids' candy, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Howdy! Listen up. I am talking. Now, the question of the hour is, who's got a Doctor Who podcast? Answer, we do. Next question, who's listening to it? Answer, you are. If you're sitting up there in your silly little spaceship and you've got any plans to listen to a Doctor Who podcast, just remember who's standing in your way. And then, do the smart thing. Listen to Earth Station Who right here on the ESO
All right, so who wants to take us into the outro, Adam? There you go. That's your answer. Throwing you under that bus. Choo-choo. That's <laughs> not the sound buses make. Choo-choo. <laughs> All right, so that's the end of the show, everybody. We're just going to end it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <I'm fine>. <laughs> <laughs> somebody has to say, somebody has to say, next week on Thunder Talk. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah okay yeah next week on thunder talk yeah right well next week uh, we're gonna have an outro just like we're having right now wheatley where are you from what are you all about oh well i'm just uh jonathan wheatley over at history of comics podcast catch me on the uh podcasting platform and also on facebook twitter instagram tumblr and so forth right on right on mark you and i are doing some some good work out there why don't you let the good people know uh yeah so the best saturdays of our lives uh the podcast with uh dan clink and i are available on apple spotify stitcher and uh the links are also available on facebook as well as the best saturdays of our lives uh website and uh you can follow us on twitter as well um for lots of fun and adventure so check us out there it is there it is kavika the, the last fun. week, you, you said that a show had jumped a shark, and that shark was a whale shark. <laughs> and I loved it. I loved it. Where, where can everybody get 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 that Kavika out there? Well, you can find my commentary, uh, you know, always on Twitter. So, K to say rambles on. Uh, you can find me moderating uh, Beth's channel at Oklahoma. And I don't know, maybe uh, other than here, you might find me somewhere else here soon. That's right. Beth. Um, Twitter at Oklahoma, also twitch.tv slash Oklahoma. If you want to watch me stream games, bam, watch you stream Cloak and Dagger, maybe. That'd no, be so awesome! So awesome. <laughs> no. Twitch will fit, be like, put the kids on that, they'll shut that down real fast because it's, it's like you're well, daft, you're, you're a little Daphne Coleman running around the screen. Well, there is the watch party option, but the only people that can watch those streams are people that have Amazon Prime. I believe mm. is the rule. Weird. Which like, is everybody. If they can, if they can watch it on their own, then they can watch your watch party. I, th- I'm pretty sure that's how it works. I haven't looked into the details of it because I haven't actually tried to do it, but right. it's there. Who watches the watch party? The watchers. I tell everybody about Ring of Thunder. Don't mind if I do. You can find Sexy <laughs> Thor at the Ring of Thunder podcast and Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Thunder Talk Thor. <laughs> lightning, lightning. <laughs> On Tuesdays, we talk thunder. <laughs> her and her kazoo. She got that as a Hanukkah gift. And wow, why did I do this to myself? <laughs> because you love me. Aww. It's true. So sweet. Thunder Talk is a production of the Weirdos Workshop, starring Adam Wedston, Mark McRae. Beth Allo, Jonathan Wheatley, Dan Klink, and Kavika Allo. If you want to find us on social media, we are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Thunder Talk Pod. 
Our email address is thundertalkpodcast at gmail.com. Drink, fight, and make your ancestors proud. keep on rolling. Morbius was delayed from March 19th to October 8th, 2021, then a week later delayed to January 21st, 2022, thanks to No Time to Die being delayed from April until October 8th. What's up with Black Widow? No one knows for sure, but the runtime has been released at 2 hours, 13 minutes, so take from that what you will. We should also be taking in is WandaVision every week. We're almost four episodes in. By the time you listen to this, it'll probably be at or past four. But for starters, seeing the Marvel Studios intro again, a new version of it for the first time in like 18 months, showing stuff like Captain Marvel and Endgame stuff, seeing all that may have given Sexy Thor some feelings he's been wanting to feel only all of 2020. And of course, it's a slow burn, but what the fuck did you expect for a studio that just did 10 years worth of long-form storytelling? At the very least, it's just terrific acting from the likes of Elizabeth Olsen, Paul Bettany, Katherine Hahn, Deborah Jo Rupp, and Tiana Paris. And dude, Emma Caulfield's in it. Literally, no one has seen her since she was Anya the Vengeance Demon on Buffy the Vampire Slayer 14 plus years ago. But of course, what's going to unveil is all sorts of awesome. So WandaVision... Watch it. What was also cool was the same weekend WandaVision premiered, Batwoman came back that Sunday. So far, I think they did about as good a job as they possibly could having to all of a sudden write out Kate Kane, but leaving it ambiguous in case Ruby Rose wants to come back, it might look like. I don't know, but I'm all here for giving Javicia Leslie a chance. Her portrayal of Ryan Wilder is a lot cooler than that character description that leaked last summer. Honestly, that description was just lame, but I knew there was a chance how it translated to the screen could be cool. So far, so good. Now that's actually it for WTLK. Who knew a fucking segment could have its own post-credit scene? Talk about sneaking your solo act into the band. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.